This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Yeah, when uh, Welker and Ashton get up here and they can hear like a bunch of ruckus down below, kind of like as they're coming up the steps, um, as they get up to the top floor men's room, bathroom, where they had heard those, they hear more gunshots. And when they go in there, the lights are off. And uh, if one of them just reaches to flick the lights on, the thing that you see in here is um, like a whole bunch of blood splattered all over the place. One of the sinks has been ripped out of the like the vanity in the bathroom. It's smashed on the other side of the on the other side of the room. There's a window that is like uh, been smashed out as if something jumped out of it, and there's like blood on parts of it. Um, there's a cop with like a huge like black and blue on his face from getting hit in the head with something. Sundry and Darkblade are in there. They both look like shit. And the room is filled with rats. They are just everywhere. And you hadn't noticed that. You guys had not even heard them until the lights clicked on. And now that the lights have clicked on, there's just rats all over the place. And Ashton, to you, the rats are deafeningly, deafeningly loud. You can't hear the fire alarm anymore. All you hear is these rats. They're scurrying. As soon as you guys open this door and turn on the lights, when the door is open, a bunch of them pour out of the door. A bunch of like rats are crawling up towards the wall, towards this window. They're all over the place. Well, yeah, I think he's like panicked. Like, let's get out of here. And um, how many functioning uh, enemies are in the room right now? Um, I think when you do this, the, there are two cops that are like, "What the hell? What the hell's going on? Everybody, everybody!" And they, like, you can look look at these guys, and they seem terrified. And they're like, "Everybody, stay right, right! Uh, fuck, fuck! Stay right where you are, right? Everybody!" Right. I'm gonna be, going to be like, "Yeah, every, everyone, we all need to get out of here. We're all in danger. You, you, pointing at the cops." And, like, and then pointing like people on the ground, like everyone, like one like motion, like we all need to go. Let's go. All right. That sounds like a. Do we have man... any idea where the vampire went? Um. That's actually. Let's do these as two separate moves. Carl, does that make sense? That that move is. It could be a manipulate roll. Uh. Okay. Is there or... some other option? Um, it could be like the act to further to act under the pressure of like these cops, not just assuming you're also their enemy as you guys come in. I mean, if you're asking me, let's say uh, act under pressure, maybe try. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like we are all literally like legitimately in danger. Uh, it's not like lying to say we need to get out of here. Right. But I think that like you guys that these guys would, especially as freaked out as they are, would like p- perceive you as threats, especially given that you may well be armed like visibly mm-hmm. um, and you guys look like crazy people. And Ashton is fr- flipping out. All right, so should I roll uh, manipulate? Um, well, well, which do you, th- which does it make more sense to be an act under pressure that like we have to make sure to 
keep these guys calm or a manipulate. Yeah, let's let's do it as that one rather than a manipulate because it's the, it's the first immediate response of these guys. You guys come in. It's a crazy situation. These cops might flip out. All right. I got eight. Got an eight. Okay. Um, the, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. Um, I think the cops give you... I think they kind of do the same thing of like, they freak out, they see that maybe you're armed, or they see... If, if you've hidden this, they tell you, you know, like, hands up, stay right there! And they kind of like make everybody pause for a moment. And he's like, they're like, these fucking rats! And uh, so there's like, like it's paused for a moment before you guys can do the next step. So essentially you're losing precious time in regard to either getting out of this building or further solving the bigger issue. Okay. But yeah, these cops don't just go like, ah, and shoot you guys. So meanwhile, Sundry, you were trying to figure out something of what's going on here. Yeah. That sounded kind of like a read a bad situation, which this definitely is not a good situation. Okay, what's the base for that? Uh, sharp. Okay, got a nine. Got a nine. All right, so you get to ask one of those questions unless somebody's helping you somehow to give you more. Uh, I mean, Sundry not- won't be quiet about it. He's like, where, where did that guy go? What happened? Is there anything uh, Darkblade can throw in here to help him out? Would he just maybe use some uh, knowledge he has of like ideas of vampires to maybe throw that out there and uh, Sundry could help better figure things out? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Investigative Mystery might even be a better role here, question-wise. Darkblade, what, or Alex, what was Darkblade's role? TV's role is uh, plus cool, right? Mm-hmm. Plus cool. Uh, is uh, eight. An eight. Okay, so you do help him. So that does kick it up to ten for Sundry, right? Right. Cool. So you get to ask two of those questions. Uh, Definitely where did it go? Where did it go? Um, Yeah, you look around and you're like, well, there weren't this many rats in here before. I think this thing turned into these rats. Oh, that leads me to my second question. What can hurt it? What can hurt it? Um, I mean, you know, there's a million things that can hurt rats, but it turned into like a crazy number of these rats. Like it's, they're covering the floor. Some of them have already run out the door, trying to get out the window, that kind of thing. So if you're like, what can hurt this? You think that you could hurt it just through significant amounts of like regular brute force. And especially in this. uh, Maybe drown all these rats. We already got like the fire alarms going and stuff. So we're in a bathroom. Start busting pipes. Stomp on the rats. Um, Stomp on all the rats. You you think to yourself, if I was able to kill all of these rats, that might really hurt this thing. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be so difficult to kill all of these rats. Not with a bunch of friends. Yeah, I mean that is how Dracula was defeated in the book was with the power of friendship. So, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know what these cops are doing or what Walker's doing, but if I have an opportunity to speak, I will. Sure. Well, yeah, these cops are, these cops are like trying to get their bearings. Ashton, you had said that you kind of have a meltdown. What's his, uh, reaction? Cause that would be something that would be very instantaneous. 
Um, well, especially since you said they were like even louder for him. I think he's yeah. Um, I think I out. think I think Ashton can't hear any of the stuff that Mr. Walker says to the cops or the cops yell at him. He can't hear any more the fire alarm going off. Uh, all he hears is these rats. They're like thunderously skittering all over. Um, that's all he can focus on. Sunder would be like, lock the door. If we can trap these rats in here and kill them, we can finish this thing off. He turned into them. He'll go over to like one of the toilets and start smashing one of the pipes. So Ashton, what 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 are you what are you doing? Well, is he able to act? Like how terrible is this noise for him? Uh, it's it's like deaf. Like that's all that you can hear. It, it's blocking out every other noise. Uh, well, I guess he would try to leave. Like just head back downstairs or head into, back into the lobby. If either of those places are away from rats, then yes. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. The lobby's just on the other side of the door, and he might want to further run away as we said some of the rats poured out like as you guys entered um yeah so maybe he runs downstairs we'll come back there meanwhile in the bathroom where people can hear sundry has yelled like trap we got to shut these doors and trap these rats yeah exactly welker you're nearest to the door is that something you're you're down for ashton by the way ran away he's maybe covering his ears and kind of like like leaving the area with great haste um, if the cops don't have any intention of leaving, they're just standing there like a bunch of dum-dums, I'm going to follow Sundry's lead and just, like, believe he knows what he's talking about and help him. Okay. Um, before you had wanted to talk the cops into doing something, do you want to try to talk them into going along with this or at least allowing well, I... you to do this? Because this seems like the kind of thing that now that it's not an immediate threat, they would tell you to leave... And I think that that's, they, they first, when Sundry yells this, they're like, whoa, 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 you guys got to get out of here with us. Come on, come on. So my first thing was, we all need to leave, everyone in the room, cops included. And mm -hmm. as far as I know, the reaction was nothing, right? That you kind of burst in, and yeah, I think they haven't had much so of a reaction except to just there, say, like, like, put your hands up. So they're telling me to put my hands up. Yeah, they've definitely told you guys to do that. And I think that that initial role was, can you come in and not freak them out where they just shoot you guys right away? So are they like having their guns trained on me right now? Is that kind uh, of thing? Yeah, I think not specifically just you, but like kind of looking around in the room. I assume Darkblade, you don't have your gun up and have in fact put it down. Uh, Yeah, he, he has it still. He has it still. All right. Well, now they're yeah they're yelling at dark that they're yelling at the guy with the gun to put it down. So their your guns are specifically trained. At least one of them on dark blade. I'm going to keep doing what I was doing, which was like as I like go and like go to help Sundry. But listen, we don't want to hurt you. We you don't. We hope you don't want to hurt us. But this is for everyone's good. That sounds like a manipulate role here. I guess. Um, there are some like non-starters for them, but yeah, that sounds at least like a manipulate role. Can I help him with that? Pro I mean, he might not need the help. So the cool role was just don't get your head blown off opening this door. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the charm role that I am about to make is late because I have fat fingers. Fat fingers. You got an eight. Yep. You're like we have. You're telling them like that you have to leave, right? 
Yeah, basically, like, I'm gonna, like, start following Sundry's lead, like, try and, like, drown these rats. Mm -hmm. And as I do so, I say, we don't want to hurt you. We hope you don't want to hurt us. Uh, but if you're not gonna help, you should just go. Yeah, and Sundry would be like, you already shot one of us, and it wasn't justified. Uh, you stick around here, you might just get in trouble yourselves. So, um, I think the thing that has to be done for sure is everybody has to, like, uh, I think these cops will leave, and you could very much tell with the intention of, like, okay, we're gonna go downstairs, kind of get back up, and then arrest you guys later. Mm -hmm. Um, but for them to essentially quietly walk out of here, uh, Darkblade definitely needs to, like, kind of kick the gun over to them and that kind of stuff. So anybody who, like, visibly has a weapon has to absolutely, like, essentially surrender that weapon. So at the moment, Dark Darkblade clearly and openly has a weapon. Uh, Mr. Welker possibly visibly has a weapon. Is there any way out of this bathroom except for the door we came in from? There I just is don't a know what these cops are thinking. Like, they were they were dazed or mesmerized. Mm -hmm. They've clearly shot someone. They're right super, yeah, they're super freaked out at this point. One of them has his uh, face that's been bashed really bad. They're in this room that they kind of, like, came to after there had been a fight, and now one of the guys who they came in and saw, like, initially has a gun. They're pretty, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty freaked out. My question, the reason why I asked if there's only one way in this bathroom is, could the collateral be, there's no way out of this room except for the door that you could, like, bring back up and, like, wait for us at. And, no, the window that the guy jumped out of. Though. I think, I think, and, and that's what I think my suggestion, I think that's what my offer had been. Offer? What they want is to solve this issue with you guys, but they don't want you guys armed when they're trying to solve it. Yeah, maybe one of them gives them a gun. Because, like, at this point, this is just a conflict between armed people. So, if we want to make this easier, one of the things we could say is the only person that they know have a has a gun is the guy, Darkblade, standing there with a shotgun. If he surrenders that to them, maybe they'll pop out theoretically try to regroup, talk to other people on their radios and whatnot, and get back up here, since, like you said, there's only the one way in, thinking that, oh, that'll work. Well, okay. While this well, negotiation is going on... Uh, we're both men. We're both pipe. men fighting against a dark force, like the men of Gondor and the men of Minas Tirith. We need to make an alliance this night. I don't care what foreign language you can speak, just put that gun down, he says. And meanwhile, Lee, what while while all this is, while all of this is going on, what what did you say? What did you say you were doing? He's just trying to like flood the room. Okay, yeah, he can bash up a bunch of stuff. Um, and there's a bunch of water that comes in here. You could kick. Uh, you could. Yeah, absolutely. There are, more, there are more sprinklers up above. He'll turn those on too. Sure. But does what's left? Fuck. I mean, I think these cops can be convinced. Like, like maybe. Oh, like, they're literally calling. Either Carl me made or... the role to convince them, but like this is the thing that would make the most sense that they'd yeah, want. Yeah, but, as... but like Mr. Walker wasn't in the room when they were like shooting at them, and so like if one of us can just turn around and say like you were shooting at us five minutes ago, you came in here to protect us and you turned on us, and like try to get them to remember what they were just doing. I feel like there's there's some chance that they'll be like, holy shit, I'm in the wrong here. That could maybe work to get them to remember what happened, but I think that'll be some kind of separate role. 
Yeah, honestly, I was waiting for Alex to make a roll like that. I'd, I'd be happy to take a shot at it. I just don't want to be like, monopolizing everything. I mean, since since Alex popped out, that that makes sense. Do you think that that would be a either a charm or a weird roll? So since the thing that they encountered was so specifically magical, weird would kind of make sense. Uh, sure. Um, oh, All right. I got a 12. Pretty good. So what is it that you say that like really kind of gets these guys heads back in the game and they remember what happened? Uh, maybe he like pulls up a dark blade shirt and he's like, you see that? That's a nine millimeter wound. He's like, that ain't fake. You put it there. Uh, and we didn't do anything to provoke it. That guy is touched touched you and turned your mind um yeah maybe they look at that and when you when you talk about another person being there they maybe like kind of like look at each other one of them hops on the radio and they'll basically tell you like like backups already here we're going on the other side of this door when you come out you come out unarmed with your hands up or you guys aren't or you shoot us again and he's like he's like don't be a smart ass this is a lot more than uh this is a lot more than a lot of people get. No, we'll Commentary. See we'll see you on the other side. And then the guy goes, you're right. And he blows his own head off. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. No. The moment we die, he's there waiting. And he's like, see, I told you. Gotcha. Yeah. Good but that's it. That's all he has to say. Yeah. And he fades off. Yeah. No. So um, I think that these guys are like basically like, when you come out of here, this is what you're good. This is what you're going to do, or you're going to, you're not going to make it out of this museum alive. You got it. All right. Does, so that, I will does, put my shotgun back in my trench coat <laughs> and walk out. Walk and out of what? No, we're trying not. to kill these rats, Alex. They're going oh, yeah, on the yeah. other side of the door. We're going to oh, yeah, do something kill in the this rats. room. Yeah. You're gonna start shooting the rats with the shotgun. They've deputized you. You're on their team. Yeah. I'm going to start mm -hmm. shooting the rats with the shotgun in, in areas of the bathroom where oh my god, it's so loud. Them. It will be okay. very loud. Yeah. Yeah. Your ears. yeah, so there's all these shotgun blasts in this tiny space. These rats um, are like kind of swimming around in this as the water is pooling up. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my god, we should have been, like, been like, oh, don't you remember? Like, We're the exterminators. You called us. We're just here to <laughs> kill these rats. You have a rat yeah. problem. And it, as yeah. As Darkblade's pulling the trigger, he's going to say, just like shooting rats in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, then he's going to grab one of these rats and like daze it and keep <laughs> it for later. Nice. Oh, okay. It, it claws at you and bites at you and wiggles around. Uh, you, but yeah, the uh, you guys are in here doing this. We see a shot of the second, uh, the, the floor below, the, the men's room right below this and water is like leaking into it. Um, but yeah, you guys are in the process of doing this Ashton because of the, the noise of these rats and because you'd been hearing that before. And now here, here you are face to face with what has to be hundreds and hundreds of these things all over the floor of this men's room, like pouring out the door as Mr. Welker opens it and goes in. You maybe cover your ears and we see you walk back into the lobby of the top floor and you kind of had this lobby that has some kind of things on the sides of the walls that explain to you what this exhibit 
is going to be. And then generally you would go further into another area where you'd have the actual exhibit itself. He's, he's kind of stumbled his way, hands clasped over his ears into this lobby. Um, you know how to get back down. You literally just came up the steps. Um, the um, elevator lights are like flashing to kind of indicate that, oh, since the fire alarm's on, you can't use the elevator. Uh, would Ashton like run back down those stairs? Would he run into this exhibit about uh, medieval Romania? Yeah, I think the way I'm picturing it is just these rats are just uh, so overwhelming that he just has to get out of that before he can like clearly think or anything. So especially okay. if uh, this exhibit could he could stumble into something important, he's definitely going to run that way. Sure give you maybe some background information on on some stuff so you run further into this exhibit and you can still hear these rats in the in the background but they do seem to be getting like at least a little bit quieter you're you're like now amid all of these exhibits that you were you only kind of hit the tip of the iceberg before when you were at the gala you had only been able to encounter a very small amount of this information about this exhibit before you left mm -hmm. and one thing, Ashton, is you're looking around and seeing there's so much more of this. And um, you realize that the feeling you had to bring people here to this spot um, is gone. Mm -hmm. Oh, that compulsion I had? That compulsion. And you remember yeah. back that you had actually gone uh, door to door and bugged the shit out of your neighbors. Like knocked door to door in your apartment complex and told people like, oh, you have to go there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were like, some of them were polite and were like, okay, sure. Thank you for the recommendation. I really appreciate it. And other people were like, like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have time for this kid. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that that's gone. And you feel like that this is no longer that, um, as tremendous a place of power like that, like urge is no longer, that's no longer here to the same degree you can kind of further look around in uh, this museum and find some of these um, exhibits and learn some stuff. You learn that uh, a lot of the money for this was put up by a group called the Lane Foundation. I think you guys had already learned that. And you learn about uh, this castle and you can see some images of this castle that were like very, very old photographs and it talks about uh, like the castle Rostovich was this castle in Romania um, that is believed to have been set up uh, in the Middle Ages and sometime between like the 12th and the 14th century. And um, it not a ton is known about it, basically. Um particularly because uh, the castle was destroyed during World War II. So everything that they have there is at this exhibit are artifacts from that castle and like nearby areas. And those pieces that are incomplete or drawings that they have of it um, are based on old images and the scant uh, descriptions that are in other places and it says that it was believed to have been um, like it was believed to either have been destroyed by it, uh, like allied bombing during the war or um, 
like as like part of internal fighting, uh, possibly resistance, like resistance groups fighting against um, like the Nazis or other or uh, collaborating forces during the Second World War. Mm -hmm. So you learn some of that yeah. information. And I feel since when he gets his, I guess, wits back, um, mm -hmm. I don't think he would like leave the whole thing either. Because, um, and I, you I mean assume leave these the building. Yeah, I, well, leave the team specifically. Okay. And I assume neither or none of the three of them are there, right? No, they they didn't they didn't follow you this way at all. Mm-hmm. And are there still like gunshots? Can I hear the commotion or the the debate going on with the cops? Or, um, hmm. I what what do you think? What would be more interesting? That, yeah, like, I don't you, know. That you can't you can't hear that at all, and maybe it's you can hear those rats like scurrying around, but otherwise it's eerily silent. So they're no longer deafeningly loud. You can hear them, like you can hear that noise is quiet you can kind of think a little bit more clearly. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, this place is like eerily silent to you. So yeah, I still think you don't hear the fire alarm going off. Maybe you don't hear those gunshots. You don't maybe hear um, the ruckus going on downstairs, let alone in the bathroom. And... Uh, yeah, but you can at least think a little bit. Like your your migraines cleared uh, cleared up to the point where you can function. Yeah, can I think of a way to like help the team? Hmm. Are you? Do you think you're trying to like uh, read a bad situation? Yeah, maybe the the team is victims, right? Sure, that could work out. Yeah. Okay, that's all I was kind of angling for. Go for it. Let's see how well this goes. Hmm. Well, not great. It's a sharp, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. A seven at least. Okay. Yeah. Less dramatic, so, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, really what I was trying to get at is, uh, what's the best way to protect the victims? Theoretically, the team. Hmm. Well, you see the, the your team is actually really bad guys. So they're not <laughs> oh, no. victims at all. Kill the team. Yeah, kill kill them and yourself. Uh, set the balance straight. He points his nunchucks at his head. Yeah, he nunchucks himself to death. Uh, just like Mike, how Michelangelo did it. <laughs> he said, a party in heaven. Um, nah, just kidding. He went to hell for all his partying. So um, I think the best way that you can help this team, you realize you're thinking to yourself and you're like remembering what you saw downstairs and in hell in hell. Yeah. Downstairs. <laughs> oh geez. It was hot down there. You're remembering what, um, that woman that you saw downstairs and you guys left her definitely seemingly not fine per se, but pretty well off. Uh, she seemed like she was doing okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, these guys are trying to like, or you guys, you don't realize what they're trying to do. I think you got to get out of here. You got to get them out of here. Um, a slight hiccup is uh, maybe you can look out 
and just see like a window enough where you can see like some light from windows that are like leading outside and you can definitely see that they're like police lights outside mm -hmm. so getting these getting the team out of this building is a good idea that's probably your best bet to save them uh in the short run getting them past these police is going to be pretty tough and might require some kind of crazy trickery but you you got to get out of here first and foremost okay so i think how he's going to do this is um he thinks the best way to do this is to go down to the police outside maybe and get them mm -hmm. to get these uh insane bathroom cops <laughs> bathroom cops is what they'll be named um to back down or whatever okay like, um oh me as ashen can convince these cops that we're all fine okay so i think he can when he kind of like goes back towards the lobby to go downstairs um there's these two cops and maybe like two or three more in the lobby right now kind of like looking at that like door and kind of like ready for whoever comes out of that door and um we're gonna cut back to the folks inside the bathroom as these cops maybe see ashton because he's not trying to like sneak up on them in any kind of way and you just hear like ve from very far off almost as if the the sound that's coming to you is distorted and you just hear them like like hands up hands up and uh, we hop back into the bathroom. So in the bathroom, water's pouring in here. Sundry has busted the uh, the sprinkler system so that it's pouring further. You guys are uh, like at least up mid-calf in water in this tiny space. Probably more than that. You're probably like up to your knees. Um, water's like rushing out under the bathroom door into the lobby. And um, you guys are just trying to, it's, oh, it's now full of blood because you're killing all these rats. Sexy. Awesome. Um, but like I said, there's just so many of these fuckers. But can they hold their breath underwater? So, I mean, not for a huge amount of time, you're right, but unfortunately, it's kind of a pain because rats can at least swim and crawl on almost anything and kind of scurry up stuff. And so there are probably times where like some of them are on you where like they're like oh the easiest way to get out of this water is to crawl up onto these people and the dark blades just start shooting us yeah dark blade <laughs> blows at, uh welker's head off yeah. <laughs> it's a blessed release um but you guys probably run into a situation where um you're like if we keep just trying to shoot all of these rats we're gonna just run out of ammunition so dark blade probably realizes that pretty quickly like okay there's way too much of these i have way too many of there. these but yeah, you can't stab every, every. <laughs> right. That's that's the problem you guys run into. Is it's like you guys are gonna be here for a while doing this for sure. My, my um, plan was never to kill all of them. I I didn't think that was likely to happen. Mm -hmm. My plan was like if we killed enough of these rats, that this vampire would be seriously um, fucked up next time we saw it. Okay, that makes um, much that makes much more sense because I was like. Yeah, I don't think, and since we established that some of the rats had even left when they opened the door. My other plan is to like, take one of these rats and give it to the devil, and then mm -hmm. be like, uh, you know, either, like, you know, can you use this to hurt this thing, or you know, help me track this thing down, sort of thing. Hmm. Likewise, I'm sure, like, Welker could take one of the rats to lure and experiment. That's a great idea. That. Yeah, totally. Try that. Well, 
Sundry's not giving you that idea, just so you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. All that idea. Then I so don't check on account of how stupid I am. Yeah, that's a sundry. <laughs> that's a sundry charms original. TM, TM, yeah. TM, TM. Just saying, like sundry's interest may be at odds with yours here. Yeah, he's a devil worshiper now, a real good, cop saving devil worshiper. Uh, the antihero we need. Um, we can need to figure a way out that window before those cops come back in and kill us all. What floor are we on? You third guys are floor. on the third. Uh, yeah, I think we we've most often said third floor, so let's say it's the third floor. Um, quick, tie that toilet paper into a long rope. <laughs> <laughs> tie all these rats' tails together. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're the, we're the world's longest rat king. Yeah, and they're um, just scratching. Tra train them to help you form a a, a, a step ladder. Hey, Dark Blades, is there any way to get a vampire who's turned into a whole mess of rats back into a, um, you know, less of a mess of rats, or at least a regular vampire form? I mean, the thing that they both have in common is the blood, right? So there's got to be some way to take the blood and um, force it to transform or, or somehow, um, you know, control or, or harm the vampire by damaging its blood. There's a lot of blood in this water. I think that if we hold on to the rat, if we keep it separate, they'll have to join the vampire, wouldn't it? What if Sundry's we already pocketed a rat? Yeah. Walker will take a rat too. I think it's a solid idea. Sure. So you guys are loading your pockets up with yeah, rats. Yeah, load up with rats. Can we like also flush a bunch of this blood down like drains and stuff? Like, well, I think. Like, I, I, sure. I mean, some of it's just as it's in the water, some of it's probably going down like a grate in the floor that's just way too backed up with water to like go quickly. Um, Maybe you guys have plugged up the drains in the floor that kind of help them more easily wash the bathroom. And so now you like undo that. So more of the water drains out. But yeah, I think you guys are realizing that um, kind of like putting all of these different pieces together and maybe Welker can, this is where you have the opportunity to tell these guys, like there was another one of these downstairs kind of a thing. Yeah. Unless Welker's like, that's for me to know and you to find out dickheads. Yeah. I don't know. We're on the same team. I tell him about that. I tell him about our uh, uh, Ashton and I's encounter. Um, Maybe we could do something in this building. Like uh, all of this flooding can't be good for the structural integrity of the place. Mm, like with enough weathering, this whole place could <laughs> fall down with neglect as well. This, this is Florida. They probably built this building in about 30 days. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's not a bank. Um Okay, so I think this is where when when you guys can kind of put that information together and we see you guys each kind of taking these rats and now you're trying to like get rid of some of this blood now that there's like, you guys are in like a weird dead rat soup. We hop back outside. These cops are yelling at Ashton, you know, to like put his hands up and uh, I assume Ashton complies with that. Yeah, he's like, oh, sure, absolutely. And they're like, actually, oh. one of them's like, this kid looks like shit. Like, well, you don't have to be mean about it, but yeah. Yeah, and so they kind of run through like the like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, kind of further questioning you. Um, yeah, and I think he's going to try to use this this move where I, I tell a normal person the truth. I think he's going to say, um, "I'm part of a a team here that was just real interested in historical events, and um, we were attacked by these people, and I think." 
um, there's some misunderstanding happening upstairs. The rest, the rest of my uh, my friends are there. You tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger. Uh, yeah, so I think you got to probably tell them some more than that because that's not really telling them the the truth of the matter. No, what, what's what's untruthful, awesome. So I just think it's like leaving out a bunch of stuff. Oh, your officers upstairs are in danger. These people that were attacking us are still up there. And I think two, I think two of these off, two of these cops are like the cops from inside, and they like turn to the other guy and they're like, "That was pretty fucked up stuff. Everything went dark. I don't know what was happening. There was a guy who looked nuts, and then when the lights came back on, he wasn't there. There were so many rats." Um. Yeah, go ahead and make your charm roll. And what are you telling them to do as well? Well, I rolled uh, yeah, seven. Um, what is the thing you want to get them to do? See, I'm trying to protect, um, I guess, both the team and the cops from danger. Just like tell those people to stand down so that our team can come out. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, they Ashton doesn't have a way of knowing this, but that's what they're they're hoping these guys come out, but just unarmed. So that almost doesn't require any convincing of them at all. Hmm. Oh, should I push for something else then? I mean, you probably don't want them also to let you leave and not arrest you. Yeah. Sure. That's done. There we go. Okay. So I got a seven there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh, so- you get to choose one of the things that they do from that. Yeah. List of three. What's really going on here, kid? Asks a cop with like a huge bruise on his face. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and I'm. I feel the way this move's written. It really wants me to tell the truth. So I think he says, "Um. Uh, there's some kind of. Uh, let's see. From Ashton's perspective, I think it's um, some kind of weird people from Romania or something. They're trying to. I don't know what they're doing, but. There. Hmm. What the well, hell are all the rats? Well, yeah, I don't know what the rats have to do with it, but they're like tricking people into doing stuff. Like, I think uh, it might be part of a like some kind of European castle cult thing or something. Weird cultists. That's what that's what they are. Okay, and I think to like go along with your. Um to go along with your stuff uh, on the radio, you'll hear like, uh, like so-and-so we found in, in the basement, we found, uh, we found three coffins and a whole bunch of bones. The place is destroyed. I'm not, or the place is really wrecked up. I'm not sure uh, what to do with all these bones are. And the guy uh, looks to you and he says, you're friends with, uh, and he basically describes Darkblade. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Go in there and tell them to, Tell them to like come out unarmed. We'll talk to them. We'll figure this stuff out. Yeah, no problem. Is there anything else we have to do inside? This is a great sentence. Is there anything else we have to do inside this men's room? We've only just well, begun. Yeah. So Sundry was trying to coordinate with Mr. Welker about uh, figuring out how to get out of the third story window safely. Because we don't know any stuff that's happened with Ashton. Right. So you guys are trying to... We assume that there's just like an armed welcome party waiting for us on the other side of that door. So 
You guys are trying to figure out how you could get down these three stories. I will straight up take just jumping out of them at this point over um, being taken into custody. Sundry's pretty hurt, so he's more like, can we be smart about this? You're right, Mr. Charms. Let's not. I, I won't be hasty. Um, like you could probably climb out of a uh, out of a third story window and like get relatively get down to the second story and then try to get down to the first. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think Mr. Welker's like maybe we could just jump out, and that's All when right. uh, that's when Ashton comes in, and I think that kind of the door opens really slowly, and um, not too slowly. You're gonna let the water out. Yeah, I think Ashton at this point the the sound of those the rats has like like I said like calmed more everything still sounds kind of distant but it's not deafening at this point like I said so when you come in you can speak to people and hear them like you were just talking to those cops yeah and he, maybe he, he does uh, you know like have his like it looks like it, his face kind of pained or something as he opens the door like maybe it's still the, the sound is uncomfortable at least and he's like oh god um, we gotta get out of here he does. Ashen is probably also yelling, as opposed to like uh, just speaking normally. Even if he's at a distance with you guys, that he should be able to speak normally, no problem. Oh no, there's still those sirens and whatnot going off. So probably all of you are yelling to like yell over those. Um, but yeah, Ashton, you're you're yelling weirdly enough for a different reason. Okay. Does he? Does Ashton have anything to say to us that changes this equation at all? Hmm. I might say, "Oh, I, I've talked. I've talked to the officers outside. They're fine. We just gotta get out of here." I'm glad they're doing all right, Mister Green. How are we doing? No, I mean they're fine with us leaving. Probably. So if we walk out now, we can leave. I explained it to them downstairs, but we got we gotta get out of here. All right, Mister Green. Uh, Lead the way. I trust you. Works for me. And he'll stab one more rat on the way out. Yeah, take that. You guys go outside, and I'm going to kind of like fast forward through this. Let me know if you're... Yeah, I'm going to fast forward through this. Like how fast the bullets go through your body. Um, <laughs> when you guys finally exit the bathroom, um, if you exit the bathroom kind of like un armed the cops will they'll talk to you guys they'll kind of detain you for a while and kind of bring you down uh like to the street level where there are just a lot more of these cops um you can see that like the docent at the museum is also like kind of being detained and being interrogated and um uh if you guys tell the cops that you essentially went there and ran into this crazed person and that you were essentially trying to defend yourself from this crazed person. Um, and then stuff got like very, very weird and you don't understand what was going on from there. Uh, at least the cops who had been up in that men's room as well are like, have can connect enough dots to be like, something was going on. We don't understand fully what it was. And I think they might let you guys go once they have like all of your information of like, we're definitely going to be in touch with you guys about this. Does that seem kosher? Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Okay. I feel um, like everyone but Darkblade would be okay with that. Yeah. Is that the case? Or is it, it does even that if Darkblade's not okay with it, is it um can we can we move past can we move past this with that happening despite Darkblade's objections? That maybe Mr. Welker yes. just gives gives the cops Darkblade's information. Like he's this person. Um okay. Well, how about what would be a way that you guys could get some of the information that the cops find from this docent? Because they're also talking to her and trying to get as much information as possible from her. Um, and she seems, when you guys can look at her, she seems like she is terrified. Maybe Mr. Green's hearing that's been really acting up. Is that going to help him in any way in this situation? Oh, that could. Maybe like it kind of kicks in and like changes where he can hear some of what she's saying. Yeah, or maybe like the things she's talking about are like so like so like intrinsically important. I don't know. Something like something along those lines. Okay. I like that kind of like Ashen's uh hearing is still really tough. Uh, once once you guys are kind of brought down, they're able to turn that siren off. So for the rest of you guys, Ashton's like volume level is inappropriate. Like, why is he speaking so loudly? Um and then Ashton, you're having a hard time because the sound seems to be coming at different distances. Someone talking next to you might sound like they're very far away. At other times, they might sound almost like they're underwater. Um, but other times, stuff that's farther away is like picked up by you. And one of the things is you can see that the cops are speaking to this docent, this volunteer, like low-level employee at the museum who will do little stuff, lead tours, that kind of thing. And um, she doesn't seem to be being detained the same way you guys are. And pretty quickly you can figure out she was the one who called the police. Um, and she is telling them that she was instructed to close the museum um, several hours early that she was told that the museum would be closed tomorrow, even though that hadn't been the policy for a long time. She was told by Desiree Augustine, the head of the museum, that things were changing. And she can say like, she'll say like, oh, things here have been really tense. Things, things have been like really difficult. Um, that scientist or archeologist, um, the, the French one, um, his name sounds like Persaud, he, um, had he had been arguing all the time with uh, Miss Augustine and the two of them were, were constantly bickering for probably weeks and then just recently they seem like they're totally on the same page and the two of them have been making all these decisions that have really changed stuff up so normally we wouldn't have even closed um, but when I heard uh, what sounded like yelling and gunshots after people had come in um, talking about how things here had been so creepy. I freaked out and called the police. So Ashton can kind of hear that and she'll say, I don't know why she would bring this up, but she'll, she'll say like, like, yeah, they've been changing a lot of the policies and even moving some of the exhibits around, like moving them to other places, which is, it happens, but usually not so quickly. So I didn't know what was going on. I was just really concerned. And like I said, when I heard that gunshot and I heard yelling, I called called the police. 
we'd have to like you know go to a hospital some of us yeah ashen's definitely pretty beat up okay so yeah maybe that maybe one of the things we can see at the end is ashton going to uh going to the hospital or going to like a clinic because in that way that not only tells us like oh he'll receive some medical care but also that he that you guys have not been arrested the the universal like tv image of oh they're in the back of an ambulance and someone's putting a bandage on them sure yeah you've got a you've got one of these paramedics doing that and uh you guys are being driven because everybody's fairly hurt right yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah there's paramedics yeah there's paramedics kind of like seeing to you guys and um we see you guys heading off to the hospital oh what are what are like the headlines of this the next day Breaking news, there seems to have been a break-in and possible attempted arson at the Palm Coast Natural History Museum. So far, police report at least three people dead. One man was found outside the museum, and two bodies were found inside. The man found outside is believed to have been an employee of the museum, but the identities of the two people found inside, however, are still unknown. Action News 5 will keep you up to date as more facts are reviewed. Now back to our regularly scheduled reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included Subterranean Monster by Sir Cubworth, Sharp Senses by Ugona Unyekwe, spelled U-G-O-N-N-A-O-N-Y-E-K-W-E, Weirding Way by Sir Cubworth, Earthly Destiny by Sir Cubworth, and Shadow Man by Lobo Loco. Shane Meridu was voiced by Steve Arthur. Hey there, folks. I'm glad we had a good time this evening. I just wanted to say that I realize that uh, given a lot of the events of the last several years and really of a lot of American history, uh, that scene in which the characters got to talk their way out of that incident with the police really kind of takes on a different hue. And in this episode, you can really see some of the players' actions with police... um, showing some of our own probably uh, privilege um, and expectations um, for how that would go. I realize that was not an accurate portrayal in the slightest. Um, This isn't meant to be accurate, but I thought to address that that is not how that would have played out in the slightest. Uh, And that was one of the things, if you can listen to my voice as I'm struggling with it, 
in running that scene is, yeah, this doesn't seem to jive with the reality that's been present for a long while. Um, and you could kind of tell that everybody had a certain expectation of, oh yeah, we can talk this stuff through, even though um, the stuff that they had done would absolutely have removed any possibility of that. And uh, the idea that you could just say, like, what you did wasn't justified was is a is a, yet another element of fiction in addition to the vampires. Anyway, I just wanted to address those issues regarding police use of force and how this was definitely a fictional portrayal. And now for some yucks. I think the more dramatic way to start, kick the show off, of course, is downstairs in the basement rather than up in the men's room. Story of my life. Yeah, though the men's room is more more fraught with erotic tension than anything else. You're going to the wrong men's room. Yeah, exactly. Um, we start in a men's room. I said a men's room, not the one that Sundry and Darkblade are in, just yeah. another men's room. Yeah. Oh, that might have been when I got bit by the rat boy, probably. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in rough shape. By rat boy? Yeah, uh, cat guy who ate the rat and then bit me. Right? Okay, rat, yeah. Previously known as Catman. Rat, you're right. That's right. It's cat. He he goes by Cat Guy. That's what he goes by on the streets. His Christian name is Rat Boy. That's right. It's gonna be shooting time if when it comes back to me. So. Okay. Well, yeah. Th I think we're gonna hop back. I think we're gonna hop up to the uh, to the bathroom at this point. <laughs> the funnier way to say that was, well, now I have to go to the bathroom. Ashton stands up to uh, to try to use a lighter to light this uh, to activate the sprinkler system, or Austin. does Mister Woker just shoot it? Wow, Austin, not just a lighter, James Dean's lighter. Mm -hmm. Come on, and it, it has it has a big note on it. Um, please return to some other museum. This is a natural history museum. <laughs> yeah, it has it has a note on that. It says, "Please return to Planet Hollywood." On there. Oh, but vampires are part of natural history. What's, what's oh, sorry, true. no, Eastern European church stuff. Yeah. Guess religion's gone the way of the dinosaurs. It's true. I specifically did pray to a dinosaur earlier, so I guess you're right. We well, um, there was a stormy night uh, about 20 years ago. Um, my mom was in labor, and this was the time. Her water broke. Wait a Sorry. minute, hold on. And one of the cops <laughs> takes his helmet off, and he looks just like an older guy. And he's like, you're right, it was a stormy night. It's weird that we look similar. <laughs> it's just a coincidence, though. What's our blood type? Oh, I don't have blood. I'm a Terminator. Oh. And then he shoots you? Yeah, I'm here to kill you. <laughs> See you later, John Connor. Like, I tried to do this once from, like, a second story window. And I fucked it up, and I fell, and I ended up at the hospital. What? But it was fine. I caught Was that when you were blood. in New Orleans? No, this is when I was just back from New Orleans, and I still had that ridiculous mohawk. And so I looked like a total asshole after I fell off the building because I was covered in blood, and I had landed on my solar plexus, and so all of the wind in my body had uh, exited. And so I was just going like this. And it's like ended up peeing blood for like a week. I didn't pee blood. I was coughing up blood. But then I, I, I was and, coughing up pee. 
but I was like approaching strangers on on like the <laughs> college campus and like trying to get them to help me. But I was just like in a mohawk, covered in blood, going, and it's like story of the Good Samaritan. Like all of them were like running away from me. Yeah, that's how that story goes. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the good zombie. Um, yeah, but the, the, there was no good Samaritan. <laughs> And he'll stab one more rat on the way out. Yeah, take that. Yeah. It was, it was, it was between us. Yeah, it was fightful. He's like, somewhere. And you don't get me back home. Yeah. There's no mouth. There's no cats in America. Only <laughs> murder. <laughs> um, but yeah, 